we're looking at the beginning of Jay Lee's uh, rise to superstardom. Happened quick in the early 90s. He shows up on Namor, and by the time he leaves, you've got Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld vying for his talents. So a little over a year on Namor, and Jay Lee's a superstar. Hello and welcome to your favorite comic book channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Before we dive into this, I want to let everybody know we are a daily comics video. So check out our back catalog, 1,300 plus videos. We've probably covered your favorite artists and your favorite comic books. But if we haven't, after you give it a search and you're missing one, put it in the comments below and we will add it to the list of comics and creators that we need to cover on this channel. We also have a Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon. At the highest level, the King Kayfaber level, you'll get access to all of our videos early and first, giving you a leg up on the Kayfabe effect, which means you get to track down these books before they sell out and before the prices go up. You can also sit in on the recording session. We've got several dozen uh, King Kayfabers with us right now. And uh, what an awesome audience. Whenever we have questions, they never let us down. So It's, it's like we have private epi episodes too, just, just with the uh, Kings. Very awesome. Um, also... We will be at Baltimore Comic-Con this year, September 8th, 9th, and 10th. If you're anywhere near there, I recommend you come out, say hello to us in person, and wear your cartoonist kayfabe t-shirts so we will recognize you. All right, Ed. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I was reading comics off the newsstand at this time, even though uh, these were bought after the fact. You can see their direct market issues. But Jay Lee was a guy who did a Beast uh, serial in Marvel Comics Presents right before this. And I knew it because I was buying the Barry Windsor Smith Weapon X issues, yeah. and he appears in the backup. And I remember seeing it and being like, this is really interesting art. He had these elongated figures. It's very rare that a cartoonist starts out and stands out. I think we did an episode on, on that Beast uh, series. Yeah, I couldn't remember if we actually did that one or if we just kind of quickly passed through it when we were covering Weapon X. But a standout guy. So whenever he shows up, when I see that he's going to be in Namor... I mean, that's a pretty striking cover. This is not what comics in the Marvel style looked like in the early 90s, but it was totally up my alley. And certainly not Submariner. That's who, true. Who is kind of, you know, the Marvel Aquaman, even though he was created uh, earlier. We know this. You don't have to put something in the <laughs> comments. But uh, it was a saccharine character. Boring. And uh, the copies that I have of this run, which is like way less complete than yours, are all uh, direct market copies also. Because uh, I never saw this stuff on the newsstand. You know, I saw the John Burns right. uh, on, the, on the newsstand when it was fresh. But I never saw uh, these out in the wild. And uh, it wasn't until, you know, I was introduced to his style with a Young Blood Strike file. Which is another video that we did. Uh, blew my mind just, just like the abstraction of it. And how cool it was. But it, it defied what I knew superhero comic artwork to be. I feel like this is a pretty good example of Jay Lee in terms of doing stuff that other comics weren't doing, didn't look like. And you can see Spotting Blacks was a, something I associate with him mm -hmm. and becomes almost even more black ink as, he, as his run continues. And I think as he gets in more demand, I can remember reading probably Wizard Magazine. And he was talking about some days doing like nine pages in a day. Of, of this stuff. Of because the, of he was Namor. in demand. Yeah. yeah he did nine, uh, like eight Namor pages one day. And a very young artist at that time. I think that article, he was like 19 at the time. So imagine getting thrust into kind of the peak of comics and uh, out of the gates has a has a style that's popular enough that people are offering, offering him high-profile stuff. Image was so hot at the time. And like I said, 
Liefeld and Jim Lee are giving him work. Yeah, no, to- totally. And and what they would do is they would do that. <laughs> Look at that face is just completely not a feature visible except the forehead. Right. <laughs> is that even what like, I can't tell what the fuck I'm even looking at there. But uh, the image guys would grab anybody with a cool style. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know that like the subscriber numbers or like the circulation numbers increase much after uh, Jay Lee shows up. He does that Spider-Man, I think, that like he gets more props for that, which is another video that we did, the, the Jay Lee Spider-Man. Which features a guest star of Iron Fist. One of the cool things of this time period is uh, John Byrne was, was doing Namor and brings Iron Fist back, who had been dead for, I don't know when he dies, at the end of Power Man and Iron Fist, I mm-hmm. guess. So it was like six years before this, something like that. He was dead a long time, especially in uh, Marvel Comics kind of years. Um, I, I show this image off because it's very similar to an image that is in that Spider-Man Iron Fist crossover that Jay Lee draws uh, probably a year or so after this. Yeah, so Jay's still not inking himself, and you could tell when you look at uh, issue 28 for sure. I think that he's starting to on these covers, and I'm not sure about this one, but I'm pretty sure like this is him. So you would see artists do this, where yeah. they start to ink themselves, and you start on the covers. you got to prove valuable. yourself. Yeah. You, well, you got the editor has to accept you and uh, i'm seeing in the comments here in the chat room with the brain trust they say uh with issue 31 he's going to start inking himself on the interior sadly i don't have that one but here is possibly the last one that he pencils and jeff albrecht is the inker here and uh i I focus on this for a minute because the next issue i show he is inking himself and it does take his style kind of to the next level yeah there's there's a lot of sameness like there's a lot of safe safe bets with this level of inking. Uh, And and the inker may be tasked with that. You know, the editor might say like, hey man, like tighten this up, like make it look like everything else. Another example of, we're doing a lot of work. I think that this could be the eight page uh, sequence. Yeah, you know, you can get away with this sort of, but I think it, it's tough to pull off, but it points to kind of like what comics were at this time. Like the deadline was so important and you wanted to have your monthly run which meant you had to work fast. Like sometimes you weren't getting the script with four weeks to go to draw it. So it was either get a fill-in artist or figure out a way to draw fast enough to keep getting those pages in, you know, on a monthly schedule. Some really strange stuff though. Like I don't know what these marks are representing. And and you need you need uh, Jay, Jay Lee to, to get it to make sense. What I think it is is like moving into focus and stopping. Yeah, could, whatever it is, though, like, I like this kind of stuff. So there it is with Jay Lee being inked by others. Let's take a look of Jay Lee being inked by himself. And I think this is a Bisley. Uh, it feels like this is Judge Dredd punching somebody in the face from, like, Batman Judge Dredd. This episode is brought to you by the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon. We put out videos every single day and have more than a thousand of them. So make sure that you search through our channel and see if we talked about the the comics and the magazines that you like but the cartoonist kayfabe patreon is there for our biggest supporters and it mitigates the kayfabe effect which gives uh the major supporters uh early access to our videos so that they can make uh, smart buying decisions before uh, the videos hit gen pop ultimately the vids are brought to you by the books that we make and the hip-hop family tree omnibus is coming to you this holiday season 504 pages of material with 150 pages that haven't been in the print published in those first uh, four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree. There's going to be the X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback coming to you from Marvel that's going to include uh, my the out-of-print 
treasury editions of X-Men Grin design uh, that that uh, are out there. Uh, Red Room Crypto Killers is my latest comic that is coming out. The fourth issue is coming out within a couple of weeks as of this recording. Uh, the third issue is important for you to have because I'm serializing a daily strip and the first appearance of those characters is this backup feature in uh, issue three. Jimmy has Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive out in the wild right now. It's received a reprint, uh, but that doesn't mean that there's infinite copies, so make sure you get your hands on that ASAP. Another book that is out of print, but Jimmy had promises to put it back in print, is True Crime Funnies. Uh, Plain Janes is a comic that he drew that is considered to be the first young adult graphic novel. Hulk Grand Design is out there right now. It is sold out uh, at the distribution level, which means if your store doesn't have it, they might not be able to get it. So you might have to go to, to, to Amazon if you want a copy. And why would you not want a copy of this thing? And forthcoming is Street Angel Princess of Poverty, which is the companion piece to Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. Uh, it should be out in time for the holidays. Uh, now that we are done paying the bills, let's get back to the video. He's got the flickety flick brush going. Oh yeah, you're gonna have the, your toothbrushes out, but he also has these super fine lines. Yeah, super fine lines. Yeah, probably using rapidographs. And there it is. You know, this is the Jay Lee style of that era that we all know and love. Yeah, look how badass Doctor Doom looks. You know, everybody looks scary in these I'm things. Gonna, I'm gonna grab this. Like it's 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 a uh, Bob Harris on script. Uh, Terry Cavanaugh editor. Because I feel like there might be a shakeup editorially. There's also screen tone being used on these pages. This could be Witchblade, by the way, with an early guest appearance before she years before she's actually invented. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this kind of use of blacks was something that was really strong in Jay Lee's work. Um, sometimes he may have leaned on it too much. You know, it's probably up to the to the viewer to decide that. But he would do a lot of these silhouettes and would often look very cool, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely, kind of like that that Egon Schiele. Aeon Flux kind of proportionality. Boy, maybe, that's a good call. May, yeah. Maybe it's uh, Larry Stroman is a guy who kind of like employed that kind of stuff early. So maybe he's pulling a little bit from that. But this could be ripped straight from Youngblood Strike File. Yeah. Feels like you could almost find art like this in 2000 AD or something. Maybe. It's a pretty uh, far from your Marvel house style of this time period. That's he sure. also did fill-in issues on X Factor for I think Executioner's yeah. Song. Yeah. So you know, like he's getting jobs thrown his way, and that's why you know you end up drawing as fast as you can because uh, you're not turning stuff down. How great is this ad? This is one of those cool Mark Texiera Punishers. Oh yeah. And uh, I always love like this was one that I would copy in my sketchbooks that pose. Yeah. Look how weird that is for a city with like a twisted perspective. I was going to say three-point perspective, but that's not what we're seeing there. <laughs> right. I mean, like the vanishing point is like so close to the paper and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening there. This almost feels like an app, you know, like those photo apps where it'd be <laughs> like, they'll turn your square photo into a sphere. <laughs> this kind of abstract brush uh, marks in the background, I think is pretty exciting. Look at that weird like helmet designs too. When you see, when you see that, you know that the lettering is paced up. But like I say, as a reader and somebody that liked the art, nobody's stuff looked like this. No, There's a bunch all. of marks there that I was not seeing anywhere else. Iron Fist looks like a super badass. Yeah. It's all the stuff I wanted as a kid. Doing this kind of negatives and stuff is, is pretty sharp. He does this a ton, like throughout the Marvel stuff at least. And I thought, like I said, it works more for me than, than it doesn't. Yeah. And uh, it's cool to see him apply that interesting ways to a bunch of different characters. Like when he does those X-Factor fill-ins, he's doing a ton of those silhouettes and Guys look cool with it. Is that Doctor Strange? 
kind of looks like. I don't know if that's Doctor. No, I don't think it is. It's that guy. Yeah, it's this guy. Top knot fella. He would have been a good Doctor Strange artist. Yeah, like this this era. It's interesting too how much Jay Lee evolves. Boy, that's almost your Lobo one cover. Wow. The, yeah, the evolution is one of those. Like he. Uh... Love these characters that are different colors too. For some reason, that just really works for me with, because black is almost a color. Yeah. You know, like you have your flat red, your green, and your black is real and yellow. It's really a color on that page. We've been at, to a lot of shows where Jay Lee is there. Yeah. Nobody comes up to him. I was uh, I was thinking about that for this episode. Love the veins. Oh yeah. Really fun, and the metal's a good texture. He was set up at Comic Con across from me one year, and I remember I did talk to him there, and he was doing commissions for people and stuff, drawing just. It seemed like a really nice guy to everybody. And as the show's wrapping up, like he's still sitting there drawing as like everybody's kind of like leaving the hall and everything. So but it seemed I, like I, a pleasant I, guy. Yeah, no, I, I bring it up because um, it's it's the phenomenon where the rough edges of the early artist kind of are sexier than when they start to develop a better academic understanding. And he's he's a strong artist. He's great. You can't take anything away from the dude. But the rough edges are closer to capital A art in a weird way. This could be a page out of any of those black and white self-published comics that I adore. Yeah. I feel like this art comes out of that, you know, and, and but there's elements of almost like Sienkiewicz inking Mike Mignola in some of these brick patterns and backgrounds. It's just a very unique style. And you're right, like the evolution of his stuff goes in a more realistic way, starting probably with Hellshock, uh, his image title. Yeah. You can see he's doing a lot more like photo referencing and things. Um, I like this stuff personally, and yeah. I mean, that's, it's subjective. That kind of choice is a hundred percent subjective uh, as a consumer. But for me, I like the energy that's on these pages of like a young talent working as fast as he can and learning stuff almost on every page. It could also be that this nineties stuff is an affectation of the time period because that's what kids were buying. Right. So you had, uh, I think we talked with, uh, Joe Quesada where he talked about like the, the, the things that needed to be in a 90s cover uh, in 90s comic pages that, that it just wasn't the case in the aughts and later. This is completely unique as a rendering method in a Marvel DC comic. Oh, yeah. I can't even explain like some of the stuff that where there are white highlights, no idea what we're looking at with some of the musculature and stuff that's going on there. There were guys who were fucking around, man, like like that Ben Templesmith. Mm -hmm. Is it like when you would see them at the cons with their little portfolio books and when you would look at their pages uh it would make you like feel real whack to just be like using pen and ink and shit because like they're putting a little gray here and there and then white out and just doing so much crazy methods and materials that it made you feel like you're not doing enough on your own pages yeah that's fair and those guys are always fun to kind of catch up with especially if they have some originals that you can look at there this is going you know this is near the end of the run i don't know if this is actually the last issue of his or not but you can see like Marvel, they gave him a, a little bit of a hollow foil cover here, you know, something, gimmick it up a little bit, try to uh, boost sales. Add, add 75 cents to the price. <laughs> that too, man, boost their pockets. But Ed, you mentioned like that 90s style. And whenever we looked at Youngblood Strike File, like one of my takeaways is this is like the scariest superhero <laughs> art I've ever seen in my life. People were responding to that. Yeah. You know, like that was something that I'm sure he was getting positive reinforcement from editors and probably definitely from like fan mail and uh the comics you know whatever comic press was around at the time I'm trying to think like early 90s i don't know that people would have been writing about this stuff online but i do think you could see the groundswell of like almost looking at what's popular 
and then being like, all right, you guys want violent superheroes? Let me show you violent superheroes. Just spikes. Everything looked painful. Skulls in the reflection of the metal on his armband. Yeah. It ain't about function. Don't even overthink it. Just draw cool shit. Even if uh, the guy wearing that needs tetanus boosters every day. I mean, come on. This is my favorite image whenever I'm 14 and looking at this. I always drew dudes. Like, I would just make these, like, abstract, curvy, sharp weapons like that. This is wild. It reminds me a little bit of Cybernary, some mm -hmm. of the images specifically on this page. But being able to do silhouettes like this of a guy swinging that axe around, that's not nearly as easy as, as Jay Lee's making it look. And look at this. Bunch of different inkers filling in on this issue. So this may be the end. We could play the inker game on this, trying to figure out who's doing what. Right. But at this point, filling issues on X-Books filling issues on spider-man books he's a bottleneck Liefeld and lee coming at him probably those guys offering him his own book at image imagine being 19 or 20 and that's what that's what your status is in this business that you've been drawing comics for a year right got to be one of the most successful not quite an overnight success but i mean him and platt this is a year in yeah it's about as successful as somebody gets in one year. Yeah, Platt being the other guy that really... Uh, Rob Dibble, you remember that guy? He was a real asshole. Or no, it was uh, John Rocker was the... Yeah, was the Rocker's punk. the guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for all these different uh, inkers, they certainly looked at, I guess, looked at his inked pages and brought some of that. You can see it's not quite J. Lee inks, but it's pretty sharp. doesn't feel like, uh, you know, they're skimping or putting their own mark on it. No. Just love this kind of stuff. Just monsters. But abstract shapes that imply monsters. That's that's the fascinating thing. Yeah, it's it's pretty unique work. You know, you can see Mike Mignola. Yeah, a totally. Bit. Absolutely, man. Uh, but you can see that just sense of design of the way these panels are laid out. It really like the the way he uses blacks and like leaves so much open space, it really lent well to that Steve Olaf computer color. Yeah, it's because, one of the standouts when he gets to, to me whenever he goes and does the uh, Youngblood strike file. Yeah, because the, the colorists have a lot of canvas of their own to play with there. Yeah, I remember us talking about it in the video or maybe with Rob Liefeld, but this is newsprint. And this is the same time that Image is printing with digital color on coated paper. Yeah. And it was just such a night and day thing. Yeah. If you're a guy who's an interesting artist, just the reproduction would make you want to go over there you yeah, know like this this felt like it was years behind in terms of the production even though i think it looks pretty good here you're still printing with a limited palette on paper that just drinks this the ink as a as a as a consumer if this felt like old-fashioned comics like with this kind of color and all that stuff like instantly i jumped on board the white glossy stock yeah didn't stay there right <laughs> so this is early jay lee and just an artist that captured my imagination then and i still like looking at this stuff absolutely man this was a video that was a long time coming uh we have several jay lee vids out there for sure i'm pretty sure we have the the the, the beast story we have youngblood strike file we have the spider-man trilogy that he did with terry cavanaugh who is the editor of this of this uh set of issues yeah it makes sense you know if he's turning the work in on time and it's getting a good reaction you know that editor's like hey man you want to do uh want to do some more yeah, want to do a spider-man <laughs> heck with namor the the d team All right let's get you on an a-lister haven't yet done uh wildcats trilogy but uh maybe uh that'll show up sooner than later you good to go jimmy the only other thing i would add is just the career that he's had you know like when when quesada takes over and gets stephen king to let him adapt gunslinger 
Jay Lee gets the call. Yeah. And uh, has done a lot of high profile books like that for Marvel, DC, and other publishers. Did a G.I. Joe Transformers series. So this is a, it's an interesting resume. A lot of good looking books on uh, the, the Jay Lee signatures on. Well, that's for sure. Kayfabers, we have daily video content, man. So make sure you subscribe to the channel and go through the little drop down. Let us notify you whenever the new stuff is out there. More than a thousand videos in our library right now. And we may have talked about your favorite comics. So give it a Give it a little search uh, throughout the channel, man. There's like a little hour glass, or a little magnifying glass where you could search and see, pop in your favorite title, see if we talked about it, and if not, put a comment in the uh, in the video, and we will uh, add your book to to our list. The King Kayfabers on our our Patreon get to mitigate the kayfabe effect by getting all of our videos before anybody else, and they are watching us in this live stream recording session that is private to the Patreon. I got 40 people in there right this minute and they have access to everything we talk about before anybody else so like a couple issues of this jay lee stuff show up on ebay they're getting the cheaper copies we're going to be at baltimore comic-con september 8th 9th 10th it's going to be our last public appearance in uh 2023 so if you're in that general area make sure you come by man put on your uh, kayfabe shirts and say hi but the videos are ultimately brought to you by the books that we make so jimmy please let the people know what's going on with you all right, my next release will be out in November, Street Angel, Princess of Poverty. This collects all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive. You can pick this one up now. Image just reissued the Deadliest Girl Alive, eight complete full-color superhero stories featuring the homeless ninja on a skateboard. True Crime Funnies is my self-published comic book. There are three nonfiction stories in this issue. You can get this on my website, jimrug.com. You can read it uh, on patreon.com slash jimrug along with other out-of-print zines and mini-comics. The Plain Janes, one of the first young adult graphic novels, perfect for that young adult reader in your life. Uh, this is a gift book, everybody that's our age watching these videos. So pick that one up for the young adult reader in your life. And finally, Hulk Grand Design. The Treasury Size Collection, I love how this book turned out. Marvel did a great job on the production so well that it has been selling and uh, sold out at the distributor level. So if your store still has a copy, pick it up from them. There are still some copies available on Amazon, but this book may get hard to come by by the holiday season. So perfect for the Hulk fan in your life, whether they are Hulk movies or Hulk comics, this is the book to get them. So pick it up now while you still can. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is coming to you in time for the holidays. Uh, it collects all four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree that I have out there in the wild. Uh, there are 150 pages plus of additional materials that are not in those first four volumes. So make sure you get your hands on that. This could also be a gift book for the rap music fan in, in your life. A very, very comprehensive book covering from like mid-70s to 1985 up to this point. Uh, 10-year anniversary of Hip Hop Family Tree, 50th anniversary of hip hop as a culture. So scoop this thing up, man. We, we did this upright. It's the best book I've made uh, to date. Another holiday book is going to be the X-Men Grand Design Trilogy. This is the Treasury Edition that originally came out, but we're doing a trade paperback that collects all three of my X-Men Grand Design books into one package. Some of those are out of print, so this is your opportunity to get it all in one handy-dandy collection. The stuff I'm working on now is called Red Room, and there are two trade paperbacks of Red Room out there, but this latest miniseries is called Crypto Killers, and this third issue is something you need to get your hands on sooner than later because uh, the backup feature contains uh, the what's called the Latchkey Kids here, but it's 
my daily strip is going to be called Switchblade Shorties, and and uh, these are basically the characters that are going to be there. So so this is like the proto version of uh, my my daily strip when I was ironing out some kinks and things. Make sure you get your hands on that. Uh, these are not the only ways to support the cartoonist kayfabe channel, however. Uh, Jimmy, I'm going to allow you to enlighten the the, the kayfabers on that. Yeah, you can subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, fanny packs, mugs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. All great ways to support the channel and keep the lights on at the Kayfabe compound. Uh, give them those marching orders, Jimmy, and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.